You're listening to BNI, the Australian Story podcast, brought to you by BNI Australia, Australia's largest business referral organisation. For more information how your business can benefit from BNI and to find your local chapter, go to our website at bni.com.au. Now, here are your hosts, Veronica Lizamato and Brent Edwards. Hello, everybody, and welcome to BNI, the Australian story. My name's Veronica here on the beautiful, sunny slash cloudy Mornington Peninsula in Victoria today. And of course, I'm here with our uh, executive director in Melbourne, South, and co host, Mr. Brent Edwards. Hi, Brent. Hi, V. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us again. I hope you can hold it together for, for this one, V. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Is it now? The weather today, but I've, actually, this is probably a um, a great forum to just say we just all need to toughen up a little bit because just when you get a little bit of a sore throat and a bit of a cold, it's not COVID, it's not the flu, it's not the end of the world. Do your testing. We've just got to get back out and do what we need to do. We don't need to say, "Oh, we're sick and need a week off." Those days are gone. We just need to self-care, take care of each other, keep everybody else safe, but keep testing and just get on with it. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it, at the moment? And can you believe we're in the second half of 2022 already? So that's uh, where's the year gone? Absolutely huge. Well, I don't know if any other chapters felt uh, the pain that our chapter felt. End of financial year, it just we've got a, a very large financial power group and it just kind of, we feel like we've fallen to a heap. We've got a whole bunch of people away because they haven't been well and then we've got a whole bunch of um, financial planners who are away. They had a two-week training and then end of financial year, the bookkeepers are under the pump, the accountants are under the pump, financial planners are under the pump. So we're definitely in care mode and we've crossed the hump. So I hope everyone feels like it's a new start at the beginning of a new financial year. Yeah, and sorry, everyone, we've been a little bit under the pump. So we've missed a, a, a episodes for a couple of weeks. Uh, we've been a little bit missing in action, but uh, we'll try and get back on schedule now. But one of the great things our producer, Steve, has actually uh, provided us with gone over 40,000 downloads with the uh, with the podcast. So thank you, everyone. We really appreciate you subscribing and listening in every week. And also to BNI Australia for supporting our podcast and all the executive directors that uh, share the podcast and also continue to tell us about these amazing stories that we can share from our BNI members. And we've got another one today. I know this guest personally, so I'm a little bit more invested today because this is a great story from someone that I really like and who's a great BNI member. So I'll leave it to you, Brent, to do all the uh, the honours of the intro. Well, V-Power, I think you've actually, you're walking the talk with this guest because this is a guest you sponsored into the chat. I did. Yeah. <laughs> so our I guest actually today, the and then sponsored him. <laughs> <laughs> so our guest today is uh, Dan Newman from New Ray Homes, and he's a member of BNI Caram Downs and I believe the current president. Uh, and that might be your second time around as president now, Dan. Welcome to BNI, the Australian Story podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So Dan, how long have you? Uh, how long has your BNI journey been so far? Uh, I've been a member for about five years now, with the Carrigan chapter for the for the whole time. Yep, and you hold the category of building and uh, specialist re- renovations, specialty within the chapter as well. That's right. Yeah. So um, okay. So V actually introduced you. We know that. Did she seek you out, or how did you know about BNI in the first place? I heard about V and I through V. We were at uh, a friend's place, just uh, as we normally do, having a chat about business and life. And uh, she mentioned 
that she's a member of a wonderful organisation called BNI, which is a network referral group. Um, at that time, I was uh, I was about a, a year or two into starting my own business in construction, having left uh, a previous uh, um, employee and decided that I'd uh, step out on my own. And we were basically a word of mouth referral based company. We relied on the referrals from people that had uh, received our work currently or previously to that. So when Veronica mentioned that it was a networking group that sort of focused on, on sort of uh, credibility and and uh, referral uh, by word of mouth. And I thought, oh, why not come along? Uh, so I did. So I went along and uh, went to down to Karen Downs back when it was meeting at the uh, at a different venue. I won't name it. I shouldn't name it, name and shame. But uh, it was a great venue. Uh, we've obviously moved on and upwards from there. But uh, basically the journey started from there. I um, I got on board and uh, from day one, it, uh, it sort of really struck home how how beneficial it was for me and how it really sort of uh, was intrinsically linked on how I did my own, uh, I guess, um, word of mouth referral requests. Okay, so that was, the, was that the catalyst to uh, make you actually sign on when you actually went into the meeting and you, and you saw that, okay, here's a, here's a network that actually brings in referrals? Absolutely. I'd never really participated in anything like that before, um, other than, you know, a few sort of meet and greets, uh, you know, where people just basically stand in a room and hand out business cards and talk about themselves all day. Uh, so mm-hmm. to actually find something that was uh, highly structured and, and followed a, a process, which is kind of similar to how I operate, uh, it really sort of rang home that that's, this is the place I needed to be. Now, what size business were you when you actually joined five years ago and what were your expectations when you joined? Uh, well, my, I was, it was just me and an apprentice, so we were just a sort of a two-man show. We were doing um, small renovations in the Bayside suburbs. Um, I hadn't really considered um, the too much growth at that stage. I think we were just—I was just, you know, happy to to keep my head above water. I, I sort of, uh, you know, as most new business owners think, they jump in and know everything. It was a steep learning curve when I first started, and um, I really sort of, you know, struggled to to do the day-to-day operations and then do the uh, the business development things on the side. So we sort of just struggled and struggled and struggled from the, from the get-go. And then uh, going into a um, an organisation like BNI and then having access to all these professional people that are, are not only like-minded, but they uh, you're able to leverage off their expertise to improve your own business. It was it was sort of, a, you know, you double-dipped in it, really. You, you had the benefits of both worlds of not only having the referral network, but also um, people to lean on when you needed to. Now, a lot of trades businesses that come into BNI um, start to get a little bit busy from the referrals and then all of a sudden, oh, I haven't got time. What would you say to someone like that? And how did you actually um, how did you actually prioritize your time to allow time to work the BNI system? Yeah, that's that was a good point. I, I, I explain this to a lot of people, especially to a lot of new members who join. And I think a lot of new members, when they do join, this this thing ha- happens to them as well. You 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 realise that wow, you've got such a great referral network and you're receiving way too much work. So you can go either two ways. You can you can sink and uh, and drown and, and and flounder under all the amount of work that's out there, or you can put your head into your in your work and leverage off the people there and actually grow and scale your business up to where you want it to be. So I think it's 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 uh, ideal to have a clear path of how you want to 
uh, get to that uh, point. Um, but for me, uh, especially, I, I was um, lucky enough to meet one of our fellow members who's a, is a business coach. Uh, so I spent a couple of years with the business coach actually clearly defining our goals and how we're going to grow that business. So at the start, it was um, it was a bit of a challenge. Uh, but once we set some clear paths and some clear goals, it was just a matter of uh, ticking them off one by one until we uh, were able to delegate the amount of work that I was taking on myself to other people that can then complete it for me. That's one of the great things about what we do is a lot of the groups have a business coach. And if someone's in that situation like you are, there's someone they can call on straight away who they know, who they've met over time, who has, you know, the members have given testimonials from their experience with them. So you feel, okay, this person probably knows a bit about what they're doing. And, uh, and then you can actually probably get together with them for a one-to-one and maybe just talk about how they could possibly help you and, and guide you through that before you even take the plunge. So you, you've got a bit of background on that first if you're already in a BNI group. Would you agree? Absolutely. And I think, you know, one thing I've, I've mentioned a few times is that um, small business can be a pretty lonely place. Your, your partners, your friends, your family, they're not particularly invested in your business. They're not interested. Um, and so to have some, a, a room full of people that you can actually bounce uh, your concerns off and your challenges off was, uh, is just as beneficial as having the people to leverage off uh, to use for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Veronica, you can pipe in anytime you like here. I see you just focus on everything. <laughs> but uh, now. Oh, Brent, why did you give me that invitation? And for the people listening, I just, we're on Zoom here. I just see Veronica intently listening to what Dan's saying. And I'm thinking, are you going to add anything here, Veronica? <laughs> <laughs> that's quite all right. Um, talking about leveraging your group, what other ways do you leverage your, what other ways do you leverage the people in your group, Dan? Because um, I know your group is very heavily trades orientated. There's a lot of really good trades people in there. And yeah. one of the benefits of that is having a lot of those trades people is it draws more of those people because it's a really strong power team. Absolutely. And I think one of the members that I sponsored into the group was a plumber. Uh, so obviously it's a plumber that was uh, doing all my plumbing work prior to him becoming a member at BNI. So obviously knew uh, a lot about the, the type of work that he did and I was, and I was very comfortable uh, getting him to, uh, to join the group so that he could become a very valuable member. And I think in, in the past he's actually been a, a president for, for one of the roles among some uh, other leadership roles that he's taken care of. So plumbers, electricians, concreters, um, uh, you know, those sorts of trades. We had, we had a painter. We've got some, a heavy trade-based um, uh, influence in our group, but uh, it, it's offset by those other, other power teams as well. So, you know, we leverage off, uh, you know, insurance brokers, accountants, bookkeepers. Um, so there's, there's definitely a diverse range that, um, you know, business is not, uh, sorry, construction businesses aren't just about um, trades-based. There's also the, the normal day-to-day operations that need to be taken care of, and there's definitely the members in the chapter that take care of that for me. Yeah, and uh, congratulations. I've seen some of your presentations because I've been to your chapter and you showcase presenta- presentations and and some of the uh, some of the work you've done and some of the big uh, construction jobs you've done have, uh, have actually really looked sensational. And it's great that you've drawn in members of your chapter to to help actually you know provide the end product for the uh, for the customer and people you can tr- mm-hmm. you know you've got to know over time you can trust for those. For those different services you've need to complete the complete the job, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, they're all fantastic uh, 
not only fantastic people but fantastic business owners as well. So very knowledgeable. It's been um, it's been a privilege to uh, work with some of them. And and I, honestly, I, I can say this without a doubt, and that we wouldn't be doing those uh, nice high end projects with the nice healthy margins without the good quality referrals that we're getting through BNI. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about those referrals and about uh, how you actually promote your business within BNI because you want a distinct particular client and market within your group. Yeah, that's right. So obviously, you know, if we if we look back to where we first started, we were looking for projects around the sort of a, you know, anywhere between fifty to one hundred fifty thousand um, dollars in in the Bayside suburbs. Uh, obviously, the focus have had to change as we put on additional staff and, and incurred additional overheads. We obviously have to meet those those uh, additional costs, and and that comes by changing the way that we focus on where our referrals are going. So currently we're looking in the sort of inner suburb area. Um, we're, we're getting very uh, good uh, return on, on being able to step into those minefields of town planning and, and dealing with it and liaising with the local councils to um, sort of navigate heritage overlays and, and, and planning applications, which can be quite um, intimidating to first-time renovators. So uh, as we've grown in experience, our, our projects have also increased in not only value but um, in quality as well. And I think that that's a direct reflection on, the, on how we've uh, done our specific referral requests. Um, I think it's important that you don't sort of just stand up and say, I'm looking for anyone in the room who knows anybody who can, who's looking for something. It's, it's very specific. So we try and target individual suburbs, uh, individual demographics, um, you know, uh, professional couples with uh, obviously a nice disposable income that we can, uh, we can uh, nicely alleviate them from and create a better product for them. Yeah, I, and um, I wholeheartedly agree. Like a lot of people think when you're uh, giving a, a referral request that, um, you know, the more broad you are, the more referrals you'll catch. But really, the more specific you are, you know, you've, you've got more chance of actually cutting through when you're narrowing it down to a certain sort of uh, a certain type of demographic and a certain type of customer. Would you probably agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the flip end, the flip side of that is obviously rather, you know, kicking to the curb uh, 100 customers because it's not the ideal referral you're looking for, I'd rather sort of uh, agree to the one or two that I might be, might get because they meet the criteria that I'm aiming for. So we try and pre-qualify um, all, our, all our referral requests uh, so that, one, we're not sort of uh, agreeing to something that we can't achieve or if it's outside, outside of our, our scope um, in terms of, you know, the direction that we're trying to head, then there's no point trying to drag that out more than it needs to be. If it's if it doesn't fit uh, the the type of work that we're looking for, then we're, we're upfront and honest, and, and we just sort of uh, we move on. Yeah, so it's really about defining your target market uh, before yeah. you actually walk into the room and say, okay, this is my and this is my definitive target market. This is what that they look like. This is the type of um, the type of ta um, target demographic I want. Uh, this is the sort of wealth income that they'll need to or wealth they'll need to have to actually for me to be able to deal with and and knowing that and and putting that in front of the group and and that that sticks a lot more than um setting that wide net you know i, I totally agree and uh I, I think you're getting the clients you want because you're specific like that yeah definitely yeah i think it's uh important to to be honest with yourself in terms of how you want to uh, head in your business and having those clear goals is important again, as I mentioned before. So, you know, to, to set, stand up and request referrals for around the $50,000 mark uh, at this stage in our business, 
uh, it, I think it does an injustice to the people that provide those referrals because I know full well that we're not going to be able to meet that sort of target market and um, it just makes uh, your credibility uh, suffer. Yeah, for sure. Um, so how has the business grown within that five years since you've been in BNI? What, what have you gone from? You started off as yourself and an apprentice. Yeah. Um, yeah, what sort of growth have you had? Yeah, sure. So, yeah, started out with just a you know, bag of tools in the back of Ute and Apprentice and off we'd go. And now we've, we've got a, uh, an office uh, based down in Seaford with office staff and, and full-time carpenters on wages. Uh, so we've moved away from the subcontracting market to obviously try and provide a bit more quality in-house. And, and that's really changed the direction uh, of the business because we can sort of cater to a unique demographic um, and provide the quality that I want to provide rather than just try and fulfil a quota in the market um, of sort of generic-based work. So, uh, yes, moved into office staff and full-time carpenters as well as, a, as an office premises, which has is, um, is changed the ability to, uh, to, to, to do the way we do our work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, a real success story out of uh, BNI Biostands in the last five years, Dan, and how you've worked it. You've really worked it smart, which is really key. And uh, instead of getting to the point where I'm overwhelmed, you you actually look for help and and scale your business, which is which is a great tip to would be people in trades, etc., with trades businesses uh, within our organisation. So what we usually do, just before we wrap up, what would be a tip for member you'd give to a member to achieve success within B&I? Um, I, I, think, I think it's important to, to stay um, excited about B&I, and I think the way to do that is by staying involved. So becoming a member of, uh, in the leadership team is, is a great way to sort of interact with your fellow members on a more uh, continuous basis than rather just the weekly meetings. Um, it sort of makes you a, gives you a, bit, a vested interest in, in how your chapter is performing um, and it also puts you in the hot seat in terms of what information um, you need to provide to your fellow members to keep them active. I think when, you be, when you're a new member, it's really exciting and, and you, uh, you're, you're pumped to get in there and, and you know, start getting some quality referrals and I think a lot of people will get scared uh, of not being able to provide referrals and that does come with some time and expertise but by getting involved and getting to know your members uh, as much as possible, you, you're able to more comfortably pass on their, their information because you're comfortable with the way that they run their businesses. And that, that can only come through either uh, following the power of one and making sure you, you do your best to, um, to, to get involved each week and also becoming a member of the leadership team. Yeah, I really love that, actually, to, to stay engaged, taking on a leadership team role, just so you've got a bit more to do than just turn up each week that you've that you're really, you know, a, a bit more engaged away from the meeting. You're thinking yeah. about B and I a bit more away from that as well. And I think you've been present. I might have mentioned it before. You've been present more than once in your group. Yeah, second time around. Now I was quite surprised to be uh, asked to do it again. Um, it, it's it was one. You know, it was it was an honour to to be asked. I think a lot of people uh, would love to step up in, into that role, and and uh, it's a, it's a great way to. Um, to, to you know create a bit of culture in the chapter as well I mean you can the, the, the way that you present yourself is how people perceive you and not not only yourself but the, the entire group so you know if you do it well I think the chapter uh, responds well but that goes for anybody in the leadership team being the VP and the, the secretary treasurer as well if um, you, the more engaged you are the more exciting you are and the more fun and uh, in a culturally appropriate the uh, the meetings are then, then then the better they can be for everybody love it I love it. Fantastic. Uh, v, anything you'd like to add? 
Oh, look, just, you know, how long have we got, Steve? For another hour there? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and be very succinct, which is a big deal for me. But I just wanted to ask you, Dan, in terms of how, what percentage of your business is from B&I, and let's just say in your, in your journey at B&I, have you made your membership investment back? Uh, it's it it'd be very difficult to quantify the uh, return on investment is is uh, through the roof. I mean, the, you know, it's the I think the membership fees pittance compared to what the return I've received personally. Uh, the, in terms of the uh, percentage of the business that we grow, it's the number of jobs. I don't think has has um, changed dramatically. It has increased slightly, but the value of the jobs has increased dramatically. We started out doing. Uh, very small renovations, and now we're getting referrals in, in the millions. So it's only it's only um, grown. It's only given it's only given us a platform to be able to to deliver those projects, um, which is which which is much more beneficial than a hundred fifty thousand dollars jobs. So the value of your referrals has grown. Has that been because of your credibility growing, or has that been because of your um, specificity, your referral? Uh, I think it's a bit of both. I mean, visibility often is intrinsically linked to credibility. And if you turn up the meetings each week, you 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 give your referrals, you have your testimonies, you have your CEUs, you have your one-to-ones, and people can see that you're putting in the hard yards. I mean, we know BNI is all about uh, givers gain. So if people can see you giving back, then they're more inclined to to keep you in the back of their mind when they're having those conversations with their with their friends and family and contacts. Uh, oh, I know someone who's, who can help you out with that. And uh, the credibility comes directly from the visibility because you are constantly thank you, thank you, uh, giving thank you for closed business. Obviously, it means you're doing something right and you're doing it uh, enough to be to, rec- to be recognised for it. So um, yeah, that's definitely important. Is um, is that I think it's a bit of both. And I just want to throw this question in, Brent. Uh, Dan, what's been your biggest challenge at BNI? Uh, COVID, I think, for a lot of construction industries, it's. Um, it, it hasn't it hasn't helped uh, in a lot of ways. We're still we're still facing a lot of the challenges that have existed for the last couple of years, um, as you're probably aware. But a lot of construction business has a lot of businesses haven't survived. Uh, so we're very very fortunate that we were in a very good position uh, to be able to ride out that storm. And I don't think we would have been there and without the, um, the the work that we put in prior to COVID. So we're we're sort of almost back to you know starting to look at a bright future. Um, but it was also time to to collect your thoughts and, and you know change the, the sort of direction of the business to to suit the changing uh, environment that's out there. So I, when I first met Dan Brent, um, it was through a mutual friend. So Dan's wife and I share a best friend, and so we were all having a drink at uh, at our friend's house and. You know, you talk all the time about BMWs, right? People who bitch, wind and moan, right? <laughs> as much as I love the car, I always it was a really great example of Dan saying to me, I'm, I'm just new in this business, we're getting some traction. And, he, and I don't know if you remember, Dan, but you actually said to me, oh, you, all I need to do is find more customers. And it was just a throwaway comment. And I said to you, have you actually thought about a business coach? So the, my original thought when I was talking to Dan was actually making a referral to Peter White because I thought Peter could be a great person to speak to Dan. Through that conversation, I realised that Dan was going to be a great fit for our chapter. 
So what I actually did, and this is why I just want to share this for anyone who's listening, if you know someone and you've met them and you think they'd be a great fit, you may not be the person to invite them, but you might be the person to initiate a conversation with another member in the group. So I rang Peter um, with Dan's permission and said, Peter, would you mind giving Dan a call? Because he just needs some advice over the phone as to whether he thinks this, this might be something that might help him and maybe you can just give him a few tips over the phone. And yep. through that conversation with Peter... Dan ended up turning up to the meeting and I was able to sponsor Dan in. I knew Dan was going to be great. What you see is what you get with Dan. So there was no smokes and mirrors. I thought this guy's going to, he's going to crack it in, in BNI because you were just so good at what you did. But I could see that you just needed BNI to help you with that community. But until you turn up to a meeting, you don't know. And sometimes if someone says no to you, it doesn't mean they won't say yes to someone else. So utilise the other people in your chapter. If you're talking to a tradie, get one of the other tradies to contact them. And just, you know, that extra person that when they turn up to the meeting, they've got more familiar faces. So my question to you, Dan, is why did you say yes? You're a struggling business. You're pretty much a one-man band trying to do everything. You're already feeling under the pump. I've asked you to turn up to something at 6.30 on a morning when most tradies are already out doing what they need to do, and yet you said yes. Well, I think I think you sold it obviously very well. I mean, the value in it was uh, the value in it spoke for itself. And I think over the years, one thing I've learned now, having been a member for so long, is that as a small business, you cannot afford not to be in BNI. I mean, it's the you know if you've got a million dollar marketing budget, fantastic, that's great, all, all, all the better for you. But the the reality is that most of us don't. So we're looking for you know at the moment, I think we've got thirty six members in in our chapter that are currently my sales force. So. You know, and that, that cost me you know, pittance a year. So I think um, you know, the value was, I saw it from day one, it was closely linked to how I operated my business, which is a word of, word of mouth referral program. And this is basically just an extension of that. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm very, very, very grateful that um, to, to have met you, but also that you've done that. This podcast today for me, and Brent, you know what I'm talking about. When you sponsor a member into a chapter, your personal investment in BNI grows tenfold. And so to be able to be on a podcast today with Dan and you talking about the people you've sponsored and the difference you've made to people in the chapter and how BNI has made a difference to you, my level of pride is through the roof. Um, and wow. I'm just so grateful. Trusted me to, to turn yeah, up and 100 percent and what we find with members when they sponsor someone into the chapter and someone that they know and 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 is really good at what they do they tend to stay longer themselves because they're invested in that person and by bringing that person they've increased their investment in that chapter and their ownership of that chapter as well yeah, I, yeah. I would definitely agree with that um you just you question yourself whether or not um, some some of the people that you bring in are going to be valuable and then they just exceed your ex expectations. And case in point, um, the plumber you brought in, he's been president of the chapter for 12 months, did a great job and he's really, uh, Clayton is really highly, um, highly regarded within the chapter. And I know Clayton listens to this, so hello, Clayton. <laughs> Free plug. <laughs> Free plug for Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> and also too we need more plumbers in BNI I'm sure Clayton won't mind me saying this because I'm sure that he can't take all the calls but if you show this podcast to a plumber Clayton's getting a majority of the work because he's trusted he's liked he's got lots of credibility he's a great BNI member he's just a great bloke but we need other like-minded like people who are in business who do great work to come and join BNI because there's so much work 
I mean, Dan, as a builder, how important is it for you to be able to have more than just one tradesman to be able to rely on? No, very important. And not only the ones that you do have, but the fact that they can they turn up when they say they're going to turn up and they do what they're going to say they do. Yeah. I'm so okay. glad to hear that. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Um, I suppose we better wrap this up because we've uh, we've gone on for a bit. Uh, we've wound up V there, which is great. Uh, <laughs> I thought she wasn't going to add anything today, but she has. So yeah, good for you, Dan's request because I haven't heard it for a while. So oh, I yeah, hear... well, I'm just about to lead into that. Um, and I hope you got the memo that we do ask you to do your weekly presentation as <laughs> part of what we do. <laughs> Uh, I was in the email. I've got one ready. The bus, Dan. It was in the email. <laughs> no, that's okay. I've always got one ready. All right. Would you like to go ahead? Absolutely. Well, good morning, everybody. My name's Dan from New Ray Homes. We specialise in renovations in the southeast suburbs of Melbourne. We're currently looking for a professional couple in the South Yarra area um, to look for an experienced builder who has experience with uh, navigating the minefield of heritage overlays. We've got a great relationship with the uh, local council uh, and the heritage officers to make sure that the project that you're trying to achieve is done and organised at the preliminary stage rather than finding out after you've spent an uh, exorbitant amount of money on a set of plans that you cannot be built, you cannot build them. So if you know anyone in that position in that uh, area in South Yarra, then please pass on our details. Yeah, good work. Okay, Dan. Um, and time time for another free plug. Where can people find you? Website? Uh, at the moment, yes, we do have a website. The contact details are on the website or you can contact us through BNI Connects. Awesome. Thank you, Dan Newman, for being on BNI The Australian Story podcast today. Thank you very much for what, having me. What an awesome podcast. I love it. And, of course, we need to finish off, Brent, on your tip for the week. Well, my tip for this week is... Um, v, I'm going to ask you a question here. All right. So Let me just under a, the bus, okay? no, 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 no. This is a pretty easy question to answer. Okay. So imagine that you walk into a car dealership and you buy a brand new car, and you went around it. It was a colour you liked. Uh, you looked under the bonnet. Everything looked nice. And then you drove it away. And hidden from your knowledge, that car had problems and broke down on you uh, driving home. Uh, you bought a defective product. How would you feel about that? I'd feel completely ripped off, angry, uh, and the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I'd want to tell everyone about it. So you wouldn't have anything positive to say about that brand and you wouldn't probably go back and buy another car from them? Absolutely not. Okay. So, all right, let's put this perspective around B&I today. So B&I is a system... But when things like attendance is not being um, not being enforced, the sub policy is abused, and we have men members participating in the system at a low level, would you probably agree that's a bit of a defective product in a BNI sense? It's not what well, people expect. Yeah, I, I I know exactly what you're saying, and I would agree. Yes. Yeah. So so if a visitor walks into the, into one of our chapters and they buy a membership. They don't know they're buying a defective system. They think they're buying the best that BNI can be. And what I'm saying is, as an organisation, it's as BNI, it's our responsibility to help each chapter set and maintain standards 
that creates success for individual business people, maintaining the brand standards as well and the standards of your chapter. So, um, you know, that comes down to things like controlling attendance and substitutes within your, within your chapter. You know, if you're controlling attendance and substitutes, when people come and see your chapter, they're seeing what really represents your group, not a part of it. Um, you know, uh, bringing visitors along to the chapter. Is it acceptable that people within your chapter don't bring visitors? Uh, are members actually doing proper one-to-ones with using things like the gains exchange to help the gain knowledge and, and go after one short-term referral or one long-term referral? Uh, are there people in the room who just sit there and don't bring any referrals and we tolerate that? And, and our members, are they doing their trainings for their, uh, for their leadership team and, um, and, members, and new membership training and fulfilling their requirements? You know, uh, would you expect the members and leaders to complete the training required to work and run this system properly? So um, what I like to think is, you know, have a look at your own chapter standards and tick those boxes to make sure you're actually hitting that. So when someone comes in and actually and buys into your chapter, they're buying the best possible version of what your chapter can be and not really something that's got problems because um, if they go away and they think okay well this is this is not right they won't come a lot of time they won't come back to the BNI office and say oh this has got problems they'll go away and they'll go away and tell their friends BNI is no good and and Canis or or write a bad Google review or something and that all comes down to our members in our chapters so that's my tip for this week. Uh, Brett, I think that's actually very clever. I didn't know where you were going with it, but uh, I, I completely understand that. I think that's a fantastic tip to finish our podcast on this week. Steve, thank you for being our podcast producer and making sure everything runs smoothly. Thanks again from Dan from New Ray Homes. Uh, please, even if you don't need something built, reach out to Dan and have a one-to-one. Thanks, Brent, and we'll uh, do another podcast very soon. Promise you it'll be next week and looking forward to everyone sharing that with your chapter members.